Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Wednesday, the 10th of February 2021. I'm your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Uh, it's pretty easy, that one, isn't it? As it sounds, my partner is, of course, Scotty Harland. He's the Harlander23 on Twitter. Looking forward to getting him back on the show soon in the hosting chair. Uh, during his sojourn away, I am hosting, sometimes solo, sometimes with guests. And tonight, here in Sydney, uh, it is now a Thursday evening, later in the evening. It will be Thursday morning, early in the morning in the US when you are listening to this. Uh, and we reflect on a very interesting day in the NBA yesterday. Of course, we are standing on the shoulders of giants as ever, brought to you by hoop-ball.com. Get over there and check out the great content on HoopBall. Support all of the podcasts and all of the great DFS content and the full season fantasy content and the real life NBA content that's over there, hoop-ball.com. The first game on the slate on this just like very interesting evening of games was the Toronto Raptors up against the Washington Wizards. It was the Toronto Raptors winning, running out winners, 137 points to 115. Don't look now. They are a lot better and they're squeezing back into the top six in the East. We expect them to be a factor moving forward. They have some excellent players, of course, and they had uh, Kyle Lowry back in this game after his back injury. And Norm Powell was still starting with OG Ananobi out. Gee, we miss OG, don't you? I've got OG. I talk about this from time to time, don't don't I? I love my MacGyvers. I love my OGs. Uh, I love my Marcus Smarts. I love my McCall Bridges, those types of players. Uh, of course, also Kelly Oubre, who has been a lot better over the last couple of weeks. Those kind of guys who stuff lots of different categories and uh, there's been no one better than OG this season, so I'm really missing him. But while he has been out... It's Norm Powell who's been starting, and he's just been absolutely going off, hasn't he, Norman? He had a huge game today for the Toronto Raptors. He led them in points with 28 points. He just looks so much more comfortable when he's starting in the game, doesn't he? He had 28, 7, and 4 with two steals uh, and 10 for 18 shooting at 56%. Last season, his shooting percentages were excellent from the guard position. One of the better guys alongside Devin Booker last season in terms of uh, high-volume shooters from the uh, shooting guard position. He had 3 for 4 from deep, uh, 5 for 5 at the foul line. Just a really good game all around, Norman Powell. And if you scooped him up off a few waiver wires or you hung on to him, you're you're very happy with that. But we just need to wait and see what happens once OG comes back, don't we? It's obviously not going to stick like this. The one thing that you can say, this has happened, happened last season and why I picked him up in quite a few leagues last season off the waiver wire is they just 
they are a bit injury prone, some of these guys, aren't they? Lowry's going to miss time. Fred Van Vliet misses time. Uh, we see now OG's missing time. And every time one of them is out, he tends to go off. And if you look through the whole season, I reckon you can stick a bit of money on it that he's probably going to end up having that top 75, top 80 value as a result of that. Pascal Siakam, we've talked about this, has been much, much better of late. He's providing that sort of a third-round value around where it was drafted. He had 26 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, uh, nine for 18 from the field and three for four from deep. Van Vliet had a bit of a weird night. He played 34 minutes. The minutes are always there. 14, four, and seven. Uh, only 10 shots, which is unusual. Five of 10 shooting, two for five from deep. Hit both of his foul shots. Uh I mentioned Kyle Lowry had 21, 4, and 5 with two steals and a block. Uh, what we need to talk about is Chris Boucher. Boucher, as I call him. You've got a voucher for Chris Boucher. Now, he was terrible in the first half. If you've watched any of this game, uh, have a look at the second quarter, I think it was, where on about six possessions in a row, uh, Robin Lopez just scores points. I think he had 10 points pretty much. But Boucher just cannot stop him. They're getting the ball to to Lopez on the low block, and he just kept scoring point after point. Boucher looked just completely out of his element out there, like he just couldn't do anything to stop him. But he ended up in the second half just absolutely going off. He had 17 points, 16 rebounds, one assist, and two blocks. And if you watched part of the second quarter like I did and then tuned out for a while and tuned back in, you would have just been pretty much... Amazed at the difference. It was just unbelievable. Uh, Baines had eight, four, and four. He doesn't really provide much in 12 teams. I've only got him in deeper leagues. I've got him in a, a 30 team league, sorry, 24 team league. Uh, that's about the only place he has any value or a 30 team league. Uh, it's 14, 16. It's not much value at all. For the Wizards, Bradley Beal had 24, 4, and 5, although just 8 for 20 shooting. Russell Westbrook had 23, 6, and 7 with a steal. He was just awful in the first half. He just looks bad to watch. I think he had five five turnovers. Um, the turnovers, which is right at his season average, ended up with 9 of 20 from the field. And if you do have him in a couple of spots, which I do, uh, you, you don't complain too much about that shooting given how bad he's been. Rui Hachimura had 15, 7, and 3. He's maybe just a 12-team guy. Alex Len had 11 and 5 with an assist and a steal. Robin Lopez had those thir- had 13 points and 5 rebounds. It's weird because he got 10 of them on Boucher in just about no time at all. But those guys, just none of them are really that interesting, are they? Bertans had 9 and 4. He's really just turned into a three-point streamer this season. It's just not really very good stuff. What is better stuff is the next game on the slate, which was the Atlanta Hawks up against the Dallas Mavericks. And this was another one of the, the Luca versus Trey Bowles Uh the Mavs went out winners, 118 points to 117. It was a bit of a thriller in the end. A bit, a bit of weirdness at the end with uh, Trey Young not getting the final shot of the game and uh, Dallas run out winners 100 by, by a point. It was uh, a good game to watch, obviously offense more than on the defensive side. A couple of interesting talking points for Dallas. Let's talk about them first. Porzingis only played 19 minutes. He has no, there was no injury reports. He had 15 and 4 with a steal, no blocks, six for 14 shooting. And uh, John Collins kind of outplayed him. Uh, John Collins played a lot of minutes at center after uh, Clint Capella got into foul trouble. So yeah, a bit of a weird one. Zynga has been providing like third round value since he came back. It's been really very good. Uh, Third round, fourth round value. 
Uh, he wasn't good here. But, you know, people can't be good in every game, I guess. Luka Doncic had 28 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, one steal, two blocks. And we scroll along and have a look at his foul shooting. It was eight from 10. The foul shooting has just uh, been so much better this season, but the three point shooting and the overall uh, field goal percentage has been down. It was two for seven from deep, which is a bit under. I think he's, he should be up around 32, 33% at least um, with the with the three-point shooting. Nine for 18 here, so you can't complain about that because he has been under 45% on the season. Uh, of their bigs, Finney Smith and Kleber just had eight and seven and six and two respectively. Uh, Finney Smith had a steal and a block. Not really great, although he did have 37 minutes. Uh, what is interesting, uh, what we're looking at with the Mavs is Josh Richardson. Uh, he had 10, two and five here. Uh, borderline 12-team guy, maybe not really a points leagues guy. For deeper leagues, uh, Jalen Brunson had 21, four and five. Uh, one to watch for sure. Maybe if he keeps getting these 30 minutes off the bench, he has some 12-team roster ability. Certainly as a streamer, he's one to look at. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein came and played 23 minutes. I think with Porzingis' minutes down, he picked up the slack. He had 14 and 6. Uh, no defensive stats, though, which is why you have Willie if you do. Uh, we need to see a few more games like this. It's unlikely he picks up that value he had early in the season when Porzingis was out. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting with three three-pointers. He's been okay this season for what he is. For the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young had 25 and 7 with 15 assists. Wow, those assists are off the charts. 8 for 22 shooting, though. That's pretty putrid. Uh, John Collins was much better. He hit 13 for 18 from the field. Hit 33 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist and a steal. Kevin Herter has just been going off uh, within you know the realms of what he actually is capable of doing anyway, going off for a, somebody drafted after pick 100 or 120 and off the wire. He had 23, 8, and 3 with a steal. He's been benefiting from uh, DeAndre Hunter being out and also from Cam Reddish not being very good. Cam Reddish had just seven uh, points, a rebound, three assists. He did have two steals, though, but just two for seven from the field. Uh, we wonder if he's going to break out. And DeAndre Hunter was absolutely outplaying him until he got injured. Capella had just six and seven. He got into that foul trouble, as I mentioned. Gallinari had 11, three and three in his 30 minutes off the bench. Uh, we wait and see. And Tony Snell. Tony Snell had six points and six rebounds. What an absolute crazy world we live in. <laughs> Tony Snell. Uh, the next game on the slate on this uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday night of games was the Indiana Pacers uh, getting flogged by the Nets. It was 10 points difference in the end. However, anybody who actually watched the game will tell you that uh, the Nets just absolutely pounded them early on. Some interesting lines in this. Uh, let's, let's see. Kyrie Irving, 17 for 17 from the, from the three throw line. <laughs> So I've got Kyrie in a few leagues and I'm absolutely going to be winning the free throw percentage categories in those leagues this week with that 17 for 17. Um, if only uh, Giannis could bottle up a little bit of Kyrie's foul shooting because that's automatic. Uh, Kyrie was also 8 for 17 from the field. He had 35 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. I've talked about this before. People are just putting so much shots in his face. He's getting those defensive stats as well, and that's providing that mid-first round value. 
value this season, which you absolutely love. Harden had a bit of a down game. He had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and only five assists, which is well off those 11 or 12, 13 assist games that he's been having. He was four of 13 from the field, but he didn't really need to go off. DeAndre Jordan had 12 and 13 with three blocks, which you love if you pick him up in a few places after he was dropped, which I did. Uh, Joe Harris bounced back. I mentioned this in yesterday's pod. He will have some quiet games, but then the, the opportunity is just there and he's going to keep hitting those threes. He's been providing top 75 value this season and I, I don't see, he might drop off a little bit, but uh, he's certainly not going to fall outside the top 100 with the opportunity there. 17 points, two rebounds, one assist, had three three-pointers uh, and he's a good foul, uh, free throw shooter as well. When he gets there, he was two of two. For the Indiana Pacers, this was a disappointing loss. They were just so bad in the first half Was they absolutely played off the court. Sabonis had 18 and nine with four assists, two steals and a block, but he was seven for 20 shooting. That's a couple of really putrid games in a row. And he's fallen towards that sort of top 50, top 60 area because of his foul shooting being bad and his three throw shooting being bad as well. Uh, Melton Brogdon has fallen off a little bit too. He had 15, five and six with a steal on five of 17 shooting. It's just a tale of woe here in terms of the shooting. Uh, Who else was bad? Uh, Jeremy Lamb had just one of five. Miles Turner had one of four. I think we can throw this game away. Um, TJ McConnell remains an excellent streamer. He had 13.7 rebounds and four assists, though, on six for 11 shooting. Dougie McDermott was okay as well, but uh, the rest of the paces just uh, was just bad stuff. The next game on the slate, always exciting, the Charlotte Hornets. But they went down in this game 114 points to 130 up against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have been a bit all over the shop. We, we wonder what will happen with them. I guess they'll probably make the play-in uh, tournament, but uh, they've been very much up and down, haven't they? It's after Jar got hurt, uh, we need to see what's happened. And they're, they're really hard to work out in terms of fantasy too, aren't they, the Grizzlies? Uh, but they, they flogged the Hornets here. Uh, for the Grizzlies, uh, where do we start? Kyle Anderson. He led the Grizzlies. This is what I mean about how it's hard to get a measure on them, isn't it? He had 27-2 and two with three assists. 10 for 14 shooting, 6 for 8 from the field. Do we go and get this guy? Well, probably not, don't we? Because Brandon Clark is missing. Melton is missing. We wonder how long those guys are going to be out for. If they're out for long enough and he plays this sort of 25-minute-plus role, then he has value, doesn't he? Um, Bain, that guy is pretty good. He had 18 and one with two assists and two steals, four three-pointers as well. He's one of the better rookies at the moment. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas had 12 and 15 with three assists and two steals. Uh, Dylan Brooks had 22 and four with a steal. And and Grayson Allen, speaking of a weird 2021, he played 30 minutes in the six-man role. He had 18 points, three rebounds, three assists and one steal. Tyus Jones had 12 and 12 and three and three assists as well. I don't like any of those guys, Allen or Jones, in 12 teams, but either of them can be a good streamer. I think I streamed a couple of games of uh, Tyus Jones last week, and they are guys, if they're on back-to-backs, if you're playing in streaming leagues uh, rather than weekly leagues, they're guys I'd, I'd definitely consider, but I don't know if i trust them for four games a week when their value comes at, you know, in certain games where people are out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't know about you guys, uh, but I'm not really certain about finding value on the Grizzlies. You can certainly gamble on streamers there. Jar Morant had 15 and three with 11 assists and a steal. He was six for 14 from the field. I talked about him earlier on this week on the, on the show. This, these guys 
uh, Morant and Fox. Fox had a massive game the other day, but neither of them are going to provide the value they were drafted at because of their the fact that they've got serious flaws in their game with the foul shooting or with the turnovers or with the fact that they don't provide enough um, steals at times. They don't fill up those uh, peripheral categories and uh, they will have these really poor shooting nights as well. Morant had two massive games before he before he went got injured, and since he came back, he's been well and truly outside of the top fifty. And we'll have to play it by ear to see if that changes. At the moment, doesn't look like it. Before I go on with the next game of the evening, I need to remind you guys about the Fantasy Pass. The Fantasy Pass is one of the best things in the Fantasy NBA world. You can find it via hoop-ball.com right on the the main page. You can see it popping up. For just five bucks a month, you get access to some really great content, which is behind the paywall there. There's daily articles uh, by our specialists in DFS, in season-long fantasy. Uh, There's also excellent uh, appraiser tools and different kinds of streaming charts, all kinds of tools to help you dominate plus on top of that we have this discord chat that's what i keep telling you guys about you've just got to get involved and check it out five bucks to try this out for one month if you don't like it you can stop doing it but i guarantee you will just don't have one coffee or one beer a month to 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 use this it's a really great community as well it's a chance to uh interact with a lot of the podcasters who who do work for for hoop ball as well as all of the experts and the pros who run the dfs and there's threads on all kinds of stuff like pickups and drops like uh trade advice like uh for all the special for all the teams in the NBA themselves too. It's just really great stuff. So get over to hoop-ball.com and check out the ad on the main media wall. Now, the next game of the evening was, oh, come let's come back. Actually, I didn't do the Hornets after all of that. Let's have a look at the Hornets, shall we? Of course, it's all about LaMelo Ball at the moment, who's been off the charts. He played just 28 minutes in this one. It was a bit of a blowout towards the end, which limited his minutes a touch. He had 17, 2 and 5 with three steals on 8, 15 shooting. PJ Washington has been not great uh, since he came back from his little injury. He had 5, 3 and 4 and 2 for 7 shooting. Miles Bridges has picked up a slack, though. He had 15 and 10 with two assists, one steal and one block. He's absolutely an ad if you can find him on a waiver wire at the moment. He might also be a sell high if you've got him because once PJ starts playing a bit better again, uh, does he have this value? Devontae Graham comes back. Everybody gets squeezed a little bit. He's been very good for games, but it will be up and down with Miles Bridges. Uh, Gordon Hayward had 15-4-2 and two on 7 for 11 shooting. Terry Rozier had 34 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists and 1 steal on 12 for 17 shooting with 6 of 9 from deep. He was good even if uh, Charlotte got torched a bit by Memphis. Uh, Cody Zeller had 9-3-4 with 1 steal on 4 for 9 shooting. And one for one from the foul line, which you love because his foul shot shooting is not that great. Malik Monk fell back to earth with just six and two in his 23 minutes. And he's really only a deep league guy, not a 12-team guy. The next game of the evening was uh, probably the big story of the night. It was great to see Carl Towns back uh, for the Timberwolves, who lost by seven points at home to the LA Clippers. Uh, For the Timberwolves, let's start with Carl Towns. Uh, it was like I said, he played 30 minutes, which was excellent to see. It was a bit of good enough controversy is the right word. It was announced by Shams that he was going to be coming back and playing, and then Towns put up a message saying, "Well, I'm going to go and do shoot around and then see how I feel whether I play or not." I read something uh, online on Twitter just before I started doing the pod tonight about how. 
Towns has some of the same underlying health conditions that his mother had, you know, rest in peace to her passing away. And it, the reaction to coronavirus for him was not very good. So it was interesting to see that. And then it was great to see him out there. He had 18 and 10 with three assists and one steal. He had two three-pointers, seven attempts. You'll love to see him jacking up threes if you've got him in a few spots, which I do. It's fantastic to have him back. Beasley had 21, 5 and 2 with one steal. He just keeps on keeping on, does Malik Beasley. Of course, there was no D'Angelo Russell again. So we saw Anthony Edwards starting. He had 11, 4 and 2 with one steal on 4 for 9 shooting. Rick Rubio had 5 and 4 with 10 assists. A really good assist streamer at the moment. If you've picked him up, he'll get you those steals as well with two steals. Akogi had 10, 6 and a 1 assist and 2 steals. Naz Reed. Now, this is a weird one. I did that thing where I'm streaming him in a couple of spots and I didn't drop him. I hold on to him just to see what happened first game back with Cat. And he played 20 minutes and he had 23 points, he had three rebounds, he had one steal and two blocks on nine for 13 shooting, which for him, he's not a center who has really high field goal percentage because he does jack up quite a few threes. He was two for three from deep, three for four from the foul line. You can't complain about that. I think you sort of hold him until the wheels fall off. If you've got him and Cat, I would recommend just keeping Naz Reed around unless you're desperate in leading a bad position in the league and you, you need to fill up Cats. If he falls off, pardon the pun, <laughs> fill up Cats. If he falls off, Naz Reed, then you can drop him. But uh, I'm holding on to him in the places I've got just to see how this all falls. It looks like Jared Vanderbilt was a loser because he had just 15 minutes. He had three points, two rebounds, two assists, and just one block. He's only a deep league guy now with all of these other guys back. For the Clippers, there was still no Paul George. And I want to reiterate what Brandon Marcus said on the show earlier this week that there's some concern with his injury and with how long he's going to miss and whether he'll be in and out. If you got him like I did... I just I wish that I'd sold high on him now. I had him in a few leagues. He was providing first round value. He was absolutely going off early in the season. And then he dropped it off a little bit and now he's hurt. So you've got to hold him now if you've got him because this is not the time to trade, obviously. But uh, while he's been, well, when he's out, other guys can shine. It was Lou Williams today. He had 27, 5, and 4 with two steals on 10 for 15 shooting. That's unlike Lou. Two three-pointers, the, the really good foul shooting that he has. Uh, five for five, though. He's a big help in that category. You know, I, I think I'm stre- I picked him up and streaming him while Paul George is out. Have a look on your wire. I've not been a fan of Lou Williams, as you can probably remember. I've <laughs> dissed him pretty bad. Chicken wing, called him the chicken wing man after <laughs> after his, uh, his club incident with the chicken wings and stuff that he, as he claimed. But... At the moment, you can't deny that value. 27 points off the waiver wire, 5 for 5 at the foul line. Uh, Nick Batum had 8 and 10 with 2 assists and 2 steals. One of the surprises of the season. He's inside the top 50 on the season and he's stuffing all those categories. Another MacGyver-type character for you. Reggie Jackson had 15, uh, 1 and 4 in his 26 minutes. And he's maybe just a hold, if you're wondering. Uh, apart from that, Pat Beverly was back. He had 18 minutes, six points, three rebounds, one assists, uh, just four shots for Pat Bev. We would imagine that that would ramp back up for him. Zubac just had 17 minutes in this game, three, seven, and two, whilst Serge Barker had 20 minutes and 10, three, and two. We can see that uh, the Clippers decided to sort of play some small ball because even if you combine Barker's and Zubac's minutes, only 37 minutes. So there was 25 minutes for Marcus Morris Sr., 
who I don't really like very much in 12 teams or as a person. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0 full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The perfect package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin-safe technology, which prevents uh, any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof. Uh, you, that's very important when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, of course. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. That's the signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. So all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Alrighty, a couple more games yet to go. I think it's four games to go still on a, on a as I mentioned before, a very exciting night in the NBA. And one of the exciting teams, or a couple of them, are the Bulls and the Pelicans from a fantasy perspective anyway, and from a real life perspective, because both of them are playing better of late and they're probably, uh, certainly the Bulls are better than expected. F- the Pelicans were doing very well in this game and they just got overrun by the balls on the back of just an absolute three-point shooting extravaganza from Zach Levine and from uh, Kobe White. And I think it's the first time in NBA history that two teammates both hit eight three-pointers. Levine was nine for 14 from deep and Kobe White was eight for 17 from deep. 31 three-pointers they shot between the two of them and, uh, and they hit 17 of those. Wow. Levine was massive. He had 47, 7, and 4, and Kobe White had 32 and 7. Incredible. Now, here's one for you. I traded away Zach Levine in Dynasty after this, and I got Jason Tatum for him. I traded away uh, Zach Levine and Keldon Johnson for Jason Tatum and a second round pick in the 16 league. I mean, shout out to White Chocolate for that one, my trading partner. I wonder what people think. It'd be interesting if you're listening. Go and comment on my uh, Twitter feed or let me know what you think about that deal. I've got Trey Young in that team, so now I can pair Tatum and Trey Young together, both of them 22 years old for the future, but giving up uh, Zach Levine, who's providing first round value in that league. Uh, eight-category Roto League. He's, uh, I think, the sixth-ranked player in the season over there. And he's now pushing borderline uh, uh, first round in nine-category as well. Just incredible from him. Uh, Pat Williams had seven and five with one assist, two steals, and two blocks. He's starting to fill up those categories. We might have found ourselves another MacGyver-type guy with points that are not that fantastic, but the other categories he managed to fill up in different ways for you. Denzel Valentine played 22 minutes and had 16, 3 and 2. Dan Gafford had 9, 2 and 2. Garrett Temple played 35 minutes. Wow. He had 10, 3 and 7 with a steal. He is on the streamer radar. And Thad Young just keeps on keeping on. Not a fantastic game for him because of what he's been doing of late, but he still had 8.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal on 4 of 6 shooting. 
you can't really complain about that because you got him off the waiver wire, didn't you? For the Pelicans, uh, Zion Williams has been um, just... He's been a bit of a stud this season. Obviously, the issues with some of the categories that he doesn't do very well in, but he had 29-4-2 and two with one steal. I had 12 of 18 shooting. There's that beautiful uh, field goal percentage. And here we go again, five of six from the foul line. Don't look now. The foul shooting might be improving. Brandon Ingram had 21-5-4 with a steal. Uh, Lonzo Ball, been a lot better last couple of weeks or so. He had 21-5-7 with two steals. Maybe he's getting a bit jealous of all the attention his brothers and brothers having, so he's taken off. Uh, rookie alert, Kyra Lewis Jr., 24 minutes, 14-2-4 with two steals, 5-7 of seven from the field. Now, if you're playing a league like I do, a couple of leagues where you have to roster one rookie because of the league rules, he might be one to watch because uh, he's starting to break out a little bit and he's getting those minutes. Um, Willie Hernan Gomez, who had a massive game in the last game, had nine and three and 14 minutes. And Josh Hart fell back to earth a little bit, but still decent. Eight and six with three assists and two steals. I'm holding him in the leagues where I'm streaming him. Next game, the Nuggets thrashed the Cavs. It was 133 points to 95. Uh, Nikola Jokic didn't get a lot of, uh, didn't have many shots, just five of seven in 29 minutes, but he did have 12.6 rebounds, 12 assists, and two steals. Keeps on keeping on. The big news here, I think, was Michael Porter Jr. playing better. Uh, maybe the Cavs were a bit of sort of the Dr. Cavs for him. He played 28 minutes. He had 19 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks on six for 10 shooting, four for seven from the three-point line, and he was a plus 28. Well, everybody was a plus a lot for the for for the Nuggets, so you don't know how much you read into that. Barton had 16 and two. Paul Millsap had 22, four and three with two steals and a block. Oh, Millsap, what do you do about Millsap? I've, I I had him early in the season, streamed in a few spots, dropped him off. I guess you can stream him and have a look how long this goes for, but I wouldn't buy into this for the long long haul. Jamal Murray, another pretty crappy game from Murray. He had 8-4-4 four, and four with a steal on three of just six shots for Jamal Murray. My buddy John calls him Mr. March because he says he goes off later in the season. Well, he better go off at some stage because he's uh, outside the top 100 in fantasy and he's just not been great this season. Rookie watch was uh, Naji, I think you pronounce his name. He had 18 minutes in garbage time. He had 14 and one. And RJ Hampton had nine, four and three with two steals in a block in his 19 minutes. He also had a massive poster dunk. Uh, you should check that out. RJ Hampton putting the Hamptons on the map. Uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, J- Jarrett Allen was the best of them. He had eight and 18, 10, and 2 on 7-11 shooting in his 25 minutes. Okoro had 10 uh, points and 2 assists in his 13 minutes. Sexton was just, at, I was going to say a really bad word, fucking awful. Uh, he had 1 for 9 from the field, 4 points, 3 rebounds, and 8 assists, though. Garland was also terrible, 7 points. Uh, but he only had six shots, though, Garland, so you can't really complain about that. Seven, one, and five assists for him. Uh, Drummond just played 16 minutes, two of seven shooting, four points, six rebounds, one assist. I maintain, if you have Andre Drummond, sell. This time, come to the end. If I'm wrong, I'll buy you a coffee, I'll buy you a beer, I'll buy you a six-pack, whatever. But come the end of the season, Around uh, April and May, when the fantasy playoffs are on this season, they're going to be a bit later. I think most of them start in April rather than, I think, 
last season it was around the 20th of March or something when the fantasy playoffs were scheduled to start. This season, most of them, they start on April 2nd or April 9th. I don't reckon Drummond's going to be playing a lot of minutes wherever he is at that point, if he's in Cleveland or not. And you can see here, he wasn't great and he played 16 minutes. And remember, of course, Nancy's got to come back. Love has got to come back, even though those guys are injury prone. Just, I just don't trust him long term. So if he plays a couple of those games where he has 20 and 20 or whatever, sell, sell, sell Andre Drummond. Two games to go now. My voice may still hold out. Uh, this was a thriller, this game. The Suns got up over the Bucks, 125 points to 124. Uh, I didn't actually catch any of this game live. If you did, you were lucky because it was an absolute thriller in Manila, although it was played in Phoenix, of course. For the Phoenix Suns, it really is the Devin Booker and Chris Paul show, isn't it? Both of them were electric in this game. Devin Booker had 30 and 6 with 3 assists, 11 for 21 from the field, 7 for 9 at the foul from the foul line where he is usually very good. Chris Paul had 28 and 3 with 7 assists, 2 steals and a block, 10 for 20 shooting, 4 for 7 from deep, 4 for 4 from the foul line. Just a fantastic game from the general Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton had 17 and 7 but no assists, no steals, no blocks, 1 three-pointer, 7 for 10. So the field goal percentage is nice but he has been a disappointment. I held on to him, resisted trading away from on him low, but I, I almost wish that I did. I, would you swap him for Chris Boucher now or you're holding on to, to Aiton? That's one we've been talking about all season. Uh, Jay Crowder had six points, but he had 14 rebounds, two assists and a steal in his 26 minutes. I streamed him a bit. I, I don't think he's a must-hold guy, but he does have streamability. Cam Johnson had nine points, three rebounds and one assist. Frank the Tank Kaminsky had 14 and 8 with 8 assists. Another one who you could consider streaming if you need a power forward. He's also got center eligibility in a lot of leagues. Now, the Bucks Still got no Drew Holiday because of the uh, COVID protocols or he might have coronavirus. Uh, Giannis was massive. He had 47 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal. I've got him in 2 points leagues and thank heavens, that's where I've got him. I traded him away in the categories league because of his uh, three throw shooting. Now, today was incredible. 17 of 21 at the line. That's fixed up. That's got him a few percent up on the season. 81%. If he could be that good every night, he's absolutely like top five fantasy guy. If he could shoot 80% at the foul line, he's he's he maybe even the <laughs> number one draft pick, isn't he? Because that, that Field goal. The three throw percentage is just awful normally. That was amazing. Chris Middleton had 18, 5, and 11. Don, Dante DiVincenzo is one we've been watching. He had 10 and 6 with three assists and two steals. Lopez had 10, 6, and 2. I didn't have any blocks though. Bryn Forbes had 17, 0, 0, 0, 0, and 0 with five of eight three pointers and a couple of turnovers. <laughs> that was. Uh, Basically, points and threes with turnovers and then a whole bunch of donuts. Bobby Portis had 12 and 9 and maintained some crazy-ass values somehow in fantasy. The last game of the evening was the LA Lakers winning a thriller. This is three overtimes in a row for the Lakers, including a double overtime. Wow. And LeBron is really going after those Carl Malone and... Uh, Carl Malone and... Uh, 
oh, who was the Skyhook guy? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar records, isn't he, with these kind of minutes and usage. It was 114 points to 113. LeBron got a, if you see the end of the game, he had a huge steal that kind of like stopped Oklahoma from getting off a, a final shot. Pretty amazing stuff. And he also had a three-pointer in regulation that uh, helped get it to overtime. For the OKC Thunder, there were some huge minutes for a few of their guys because, of course, they're missing people, aren't they? Uh, George Hill was out. Gilgis Alexander was out. Maladon was out. Roby was out. There's no Ariza either. And Pokievsky is over in G League. So we got 42 minutes from Darius Baisley. He had 9, 7, and 2, but 4, 15 shooting. His shooting sometimes just absolute rat shit, isn't it? Uh, Lou Dort had 17, 5, and 4 with two steals. He was good, but the shooting also bad. 7 for 17. Kenrick Williams. He's a deep league streamer, this guy. I've got him in my 24 team league. He had 24, 6, and 2 with three steals on 11 for 14 shooting. Wow. Diallo has been the pick of all of these guys with uh, Shea out and other people out. He had 37 minutes as well. 15, 13, and 5 assists with two blocks for him. Great stuff. Uh, and he, his shooting was not great. 5 for 13, but he was 5 for 7 at the foul line as well. Just a big night. Al Horford. Got him in some points leagues, picked him up very late too, and he's been great the last few games. He had 25-8-8 eight eight with four steals and a block, 11 for 18 from the field, two for two from the foul line. Big Al uh, providing some sneaky good value of late. The last team we'll talk about on today's show was is the Lakers. LeBron James, I mentioned, has been very good of late. He had 25-6-7 with two steals. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had 15-9. and nine. Of course, with no AD, he's usually good value. Absolutely is a streamer. Whenever AD or LeBron James is out, you stream Kyle Kuzma in there and get yourself some points and some rebounds. Uh, just one for three from deep, but he did seven, seven for 14 shooting. And his defense has been surprisingly quite good this season. He was plus eight uh, in the box minus, and he, he does play, play hard. Schroeder had 19, 7, and 5 with a steal. Uh, probably glad you held on to him if you did. He's been a bit better of late. Just not been fantastic, though. Uh, Harrell had 24 and 3, and Wesley Matthews had 10, 2, and 2 with uh, 3 for 8 from deep. He's a good three-point streamer at the moment. Uh, Horton Tucker had 18 minutes, 4, 3, and 2. He's only a deep league or a dynasty guy. I reckon that gets us to the end for the show tonight. I've been your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Go and check me out on Twitter. If you got sick of me going solo two nights in a row, uh, don't worry because tomorrow I'll be back with Brent, the middleman, having our Friday afternoon fun. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the lines, of course, as well as some buy lows and sell highs and uh, taking the piss out of each other and having some merry, merry good times. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Take care. Good luck to your family and bye for now. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.